Welcome to the show. The only show that'll twist your mind. <laughs> fans welcome ladies and gentlemen to a brand new episode of marking out pro wrestling talk by pro wrestling fans this is episode number 351 i am one of your hosts brandon you can follow me on twitter at bttg161 check out the show on twitter at marking out buy some t-shirts pro wrestling slash marking out listen to old episodes new episodes marking out.com itunes stitcher radio google play this week, not joined by Chris. You can follow him on Twitter, though, at Chris Sween Dog. Joined by Dave. You can follow him on Twitter at DaveTheRave underscore M-O. Dave, nice to have you back. How uh, how are you? I'm doing pretty well. I'm doing pretty well. It feels good to be back. Um, yeah, I I did miss a lot of pro wrestling talk. A lot took place. I are, missed a pay-per-view. Are you excited? I mean, yeah, I'm, are, I'm excited. Are you excited? Are you, are you so I scared? Am, I, I am I am scared, but that's, that's you know a, I think I think the, it's saved by the bell joke. Oh well, that went way way over my head. But I am excited to talk about some pro wrestling. Been been itching to talk pro wrestling for the past two weeks. So yeah, I'm excited to be back. How are you doing? I am doing awesome as always. It is October twenty seventh. That it is. Do you have any uh, plans for Halloween or? Uh, to be honest, I haven't had time to even think about uh, costumes or uh, activities or anything like that. So right now, no. If I go do anything, it's not going to be kind of uh, Halloween-esque. It's strange I mean, because not... I, don't, I feel like like Halloween just didn't happen this year. Yeah, I'm just – I don't know. I I don't think anything too special is going on. People are having gatherings and parties and stuff like that. But I I just I don't know. I think I'm, I just need a little break in uh, some R and R. Like so. I, I decided a, a while back that I'm not going. To, I'm breaking the streak. I'm not going to be dressing up for Halloween this year. Mm-hmm. But even. With my decision, I didn't like go out there and tell the world. Yeah, I I didn't get invited to any Halloween parties or anything, so I don't know. I mean, I got invited to uh, a Halloween party, but I just I don't have time to think about a costume or anything like that. And then it's just I don't know. I I don't feel like doing all that much. You know, I, I'd rather at times sit around and just watch a horror movie or something. I watched uh, it the other night. And I the new uh, it and I thought that was done really well. I thought that was a pretty good movie. Did you? Um, 
Huh? I said, did you, Georgie? That I did. That I did. There's a good amount. Of, I did like there's a Tim Curry reference in the movie. Well, not reference, but Easter egg, yeah. Which, um, oh, huh? I was gonna say what is it, but then that could be spoilers. But like, no, it's not. It's not a spoiler. Um, in the town, you have all these missing. Uh, um, have you seen this child? Uh, posters hanging up all over, and one of the posters is Tim Curry, but it's like his, like I think one of his old, um, photo. Um, what is it? Uh, eight by ten. Yeah, one of his old headshots or like a high school picture or something like that. And they had that hanging up. And I saw that. I was just like, ha, Tim Curry, awesome. Um, yeah, there's a yeah. ton of things I want to do now. I, I want to – there's just so much I want to do. And Stranger Things comes out today too. Yes, it does. And I don't know if I, I – like I don't want to watch it right away. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm also worried like like – because season one was so good. Yeah. So. I don't want to get spoiled. But I feel like. I don't feel like this is really a TV show that people spoil much. Like it's not like. A Game of Thrones or anything like that. Where people are like. Oh did you, did you see this and this and that and that. And I can't believe this happened. I, I, I honestly. I don't know anyone that talks about Stranger Things. Like face to face. Yeah, I, I <laughs> on, I on Facebook you I've seen it, but not even on 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 uh, Facebook I've only seen like oh Stranger Things two it's good or something like that, but no one really dives into detail. Yeah, I don't so know. I I am excited to to check it out though. I am but, excited for that. I mean, like ultimately though, aside from that, I am kind of disappointed I didn't get invited to any like Halloween gatherings because I like I like eating Halloween candy. Hello, <laughs> who doesn't? Well, I mean, it was the difference with Halloween candy and year-round candy. I actually gave that a lot I of thought. Candy corn. I gave that a lot of thought because on Jimmy Fallon this past week, they did the freestyling with the roots where uh-huh. Jimmy Fallon goes into the audience, picks out an audience member and then gets a few facts about them and then the roots make up a, a song about them. Mm-hmm. And one of the questions he asked was, what's your favorite Halloween candy? Or no, what's the worst Halloween candy? And the woman goes, Raisinets. Raisinets? First of all, as soon as Jimmy Fallon asked the question, I'm yelling at my TV, candy corn. It's candy (laughs) corn. That's the worst candy ever. And she goes, Raisinets. I literally was like, what? I was like, I, I was speechless. I was about to get on Twitter and be like, absolutely not. There's no way in hell that's the worst. First of all, Raisinets isn't even a Halloween candy, which is that's what sparked my thought as to what is a Halloween candy. Mm-hmm. Because Raisinets, you think of Raisinets, you go to the film, and it's, it's just chocolate. Or the film. You go to the movie. <laughs> <laughs> it's just chocolate-covered fruit. Chocolate-covered fruits get, get sent around year, yearly. It's Raisins? Year round. Yeah, it's dried fruit. No, it's just raisins. Ra- yeah. okay. Is raisin a fruit? Oh my goodness. David, you're 32? <laughs> I don't know. Is ra- is it raisin a fruit? I'm sorry. I what never you, I've never I'm sorry. What do you th- <laughs> I never investigated David, this. David, what do you think a raisin is? To be honest, you just I'm thought not things too sure. naturally existed in the world like like raisins? I don't know. I never put thought into this. David, I really a, have never put prune? thought into this. What's a prune? A prune? Yeah. 
I, I don't know. A prune Something... is a prune is a dried plum. Okay. A raisin is a dried grape. Okay, uh, that a, makes sense. Yeah, a yeah. A raisin is a dried cranberry. A craisin is a dried cranberry. Yes. So yes, it's a fruit. Okay. Okay, that makes sense. So, I just needed to put it together. Thank you. So yeah, I mean, you didn't put it together. I just gave you everything. Everything that I needed. But I but, put it together yeah. for you. <laughs> yeah, but that's insane to say raisinets. I mean, but, I always but, love but raisinets. She, she says raisinets, whatever. And then, um, like, not instantly. I shouldn't have snapped my finger there. But she corrects it and goes, candy corn. And Jimmy Fallon's like, oh, yes, candy corn. What so, do you mean? Why did she have to correct it? Did it get, like, heavily booed? No, but if I was there, I 100% would have booed. What was the reaction? I, I just I don't think anybody really reacted to it, but I mean I reacted to it. <laughs> yeah. But, but yeah, so that got me thinking as to what is a Halloween candy and what isn't. Mm-hmm. It's like Junior Mints. Those are I mean I don't know anyone who eats Junior Mints outside of Halloween time in a little tiny box. But I know it's not a Halloween candy. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Like There's a, a... a Reese's pumpkin. That's a Halloween mm-hmm. candy. Reese's yes. peanut butter cup year round. Yes. It's like it's like oh, what's your favorite like what's your favorite candy? Oh, my favorite candy is is a a Cadbury egg. How could your favorite candy be a Cadbury egg if it's only out one time a year? It's not. It's usually year round, bro. I, I feel like I always see it I on the shelf. Assumed a Cadbury egg only comes out during Easter. I have no idea. I'm not sure. I usually see them year-round, but I mean, I totally get what you're saying. So it's like, what is an actual piece of Halloween candy? Hmm. Not too sure. But, yeah. Interesting stuff. Let's talk about this pay-per-view. I was going to say, so you uh, finally finished all your work with your tests and everything? Yeah, got got around to that, and now I'm watching. Finally, caught up with the pay per view and stuff. Who won? Who won? Yeah, predictions. Uh, I think you and Chris tied. Ah. Yeah. Jeez, continuing the win streak of mine over you. Yeah, WWE TLC taking place at the Target Center in Minneapolis, Minnesota. Uh. It was what it was. It was what it was. Well, I think they made the best out of... The best of a a situation, yes. I mean, okay, so... First of all, all, this was by far not one of the worst pay-per-views in the year. Agreed. Or in in recent history. It is one of the worst cards, though. Uh, I think it's one of the worst, the most underwhelming cards. Yeah, especially because there should have been matches that, like, featured more. The only time uh, a TLC pay-per-view didn't feature more than just one TLC match or just, like, one sort of match like that in general Mm -hmm. was 2013 where John Cena faced off against Randy Orton in the main event. Yeah. And I I mean, I... That's the one thing that I really didn't like about that was that you only had one gimmick match. Yeah. I mean, I don't get how you could have a gimmick pay-per-view with one gimmick match. It's 
I, I'm just really not a fan of that. I think that's pretty lousy booking. And if you look at the undercard, I mean, the undercard looks like the undercard, like it looks like all of these matches besides the women's championship match could be um, kickoff matches outside of Asuka. Like the cruiserweight could have been a kickoff at some point. Well, not the, I mean, aside from Balor's match too, but yeah, besides Balor's, but Enzo and Kalisto could be kickoff. Well, yeah. A hundred percent. Yeah. You're, you're right. Yeah. Like, all of these matches are pretty much kickoff matches that they put as the actual card. Also, so, also, it was very surprising that Sasha Banks was on the kickoff. Uh, yeah. Especially because they could have 100% had insert any other match on the kickoff. But I assume the reason why they had her on the kickoff was because they didn't want to have three women's matches on the main card. Makes you really. I don't. I don't get that move. I mean, well, I mean, if you're you going to move anything, they didn't to the want kickoff, three women's matches. Yeah, but I don't understand why. I, I guess I don't know. Maybe less people are in tune during those matches. I mean, no, I I'm not think too they didn't want. I don't know. I just feel like I, I don't know. I'm not too sure what their logic is with it, but all right. So let's kick it off. Uh, talking about the kickoff, uh, Sasha Banks defeated Alicia Fox. Um, not really much to say about it. It was your basic women's match that you expected. Well, I was ki- I was quite impressed. I was impressed yeah. with this. I wasn't expecting. I mean, because I, I go back and forth with Alicia Fox, big time. I, you know what, I, I think that she's good, and but I. Because when I, the so there's times there's times when I watch Alicia Fox and I'm like, that's just like so sloppy looking. Yes, I agree, but I, I think I respect her a ton more than anybody else. I mean, if you think about it, this woman has been on the roster for so long, has never really had, I don't think I've ever heard of any real issues with her, you know? Like, so many wrestlers have so much drama, especially the ones that stick around for so long, and she pretty much has a clean slate. So, it's, I, I really do, I do respect her. She's been a, she's a veteran of the WWE. Yeah, now, uh, as far as... Is she a Hall of Famer? I mean... Because me and you were talking about this the other day, about Hall of Fame credentials and stuff. With her being former champion and everything, being around, I mean, she started over about 10 years ago, no? Yeah, it's like 2008. And, and, yeah. I think aside, looks, from, aside from Miz, she's the second longest running on this on this card. Yeah, so that's, is, that's from, is on the Alicia... Roster. Is Alicia Fox Hall of Fame worthy? I, I mean, I don't know if it's just like based off of. I mean, based off of all of that, I mean, I can't. I, I find it hard to say yes to others and then say no to her. But that's just my thought. Um, so she, to she kick really, off, she was only like, I mean, I don't know. She only I mean, has she, one title reign under her. I don't know. I think that this, I think she's more worthy than some of the people that are all, already inducted. But so the pay per view kicked off with the debut of the main roster debut of Asuka picking up a victory over Emma. This match, I was surprised that this is Emma's first singles pay per view match. Pathetic, right? Yeah, I think that that is just tells you how awful the booking is, and I would have never even made mention of that but well i mean 
Well, I don't. I don't know. What What did you think about this booking of Oscar opening the show? Uh, that was fantastic. Him. I thought it was great. Okay. I thought this match was great. Yeah, I'm, this I'm match glad. was definitely. I'm, good. I'm so happy it wasn't a squash match like everybody wanted it to be. Yeah, I I'm happy that it wasn't a squash match because Oscar hasn't been having squash matches in NXT. You know, they j- just like Alistair Black, you. <laughs> expect a squash match or something like that, but then they actually put on a good match. And I'm happy that this was actually a solid match. And I thought both did a a really great job. And then Oscar picking up the victory with the chicken wing. I, yes. Um, The one thing I wanted to point out was a Taz opinion. Okay. Which I disagree with, but I see where he's coming from. He was angry that she used the ankle lock. I'm. I don't under. I okay. Keep like I up. understand a hundred percent where Taz was coming from, but like, just to put it on the table, like I mean, it's it, it's one of her signature moves that she's yeah. been doing, and I feel like the card was so, like, she's there at the very start of the the match and then angle was at the end of the match even still i mean i don't understand the complaint because if you have this complaint why hasn't that complaint been on NXT earlier uh, like obviously if you're kurt on angle because kurt angle was making his big return to wwe now and not then I don't. I don't know. I. I don't. That's what the whole thing this. is. Is because like, why would you have somebody do a move that Kurt Angle does? I don't. I don't see it as a. I don't view it as that anymore. I feel like things yeah, change. I, I actually when when Taz, when I heard Taz say that, I was like, honestly, I don't even associate. I. I mean, Kurt Angle's been gone from WWE for eleven years or whatever. Yeah, he's been out of impact wrestling for uh, some time now. And I don't even associate the ankle lock. Like right away when I see somebody else do it, I don't associate it with angle, but I I, I understand where Taz was coming from with that. I understand, but I don't, I don't see it as an issue at all. And I, I think it's kind of like you have repeat people doing repeat moves all the time. Yeah, Just but this is, it but angle, it's still I, different. It's still different. Yeah, it, I mean, it's one of Kurt Angle's signature moves. So yeah, but it's not still, signature. It maybe even finisher move. Finisher but it move. doesn't doesn't mean that someone else can't use it. I feel like nowadays it's but just it's the whole the whole thing is the whole issue is the fact that it's it was Kurt Angle's return. I get yeah, it, big in ring return. I I don't see the issue. I, so, I definitely sorry, I, sorry Taz. I, 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 I definitely see the issue, but no. I just don't. I disagree with that because I, I disassociated it. I mean, like yeah, Oscar, no, I, I Oscar at I, this point is way more dominant than Kurt Angle. I, I don't even associate with Oscar. I I still associate it with Ken Shamrock. Realistically, How about yes. It? <laughs> yeah, I do. I I when I see the ankle lock, I'm like. The so first thing I think I think of is usually at if when I compare it is Ken Shamrock, which X Pac blew even my think, mind. I mean, if the, if I even compare it to anybody, X Pac blew my mind when uh, 
he mentioned on Twitter this week that Ken Shamrock started in pro wrestling and then moved to MMA. Yeah, I would have never I guessed that. I had no idea, yeah. I would have never known that. Mm-hmm. But, uh, yeah, so I was very pleased with Asuka versus Emma. Emma deserves the best. She really does. She should be champion. Should have been champion in NXT. Should have been champion on the main roster by now. Mm-hmm. Uh, next up, you saw Cedric Alexander teaming up with Rich Swan to defeat Gentleman Jack Gallagher and the Brian Kendrick. Uh, yeah, it was. A, I thought it was a good match. I really liked the end. I liked how uh, I think uh, Swan rocked Gallagher with a spinning kick, and then Gallagher just right away comes back and headbutt him with like the final momentum that he has and eliminated both of them from the match. And then Alexander picking up the victory with the lumbar check. I thought it was good. It's just like without storyline. Like, yes, they wrote a little storyline. I but thought they had storyline. Uh, not enough. How much How much storyline can you give this? I you're limited on time. I mean, I you're think, not even time. You're limited on, like, them. You're limited on the writers even caring about. Yeah, but I, I thought that they had enough. Uh, I thought they had enough of airtime and enough uh, telling of the story to lead up to it. Uh, it I didn't see it as random no, at I all. Mean, no, it was, but, I mean, like you said before, it was more kickoff show than. Oh, yeah, but I could say that about any of this. Uh, next up, you had. Alexa Bliss defending her women's title against Mickey James. If Mickey James won this title, it would have tied her with Trish Stratus at seven title reigns. But Bliss picking up the victory. Um, good match. But yeah, it was a good match. And then they randomly they randomly interviewed Mickey James after. Yeah, I thought that that was like a retirement speech. At That's first. What, yeah, right. Like, I like, like she's. Didn't I didn't get that at all. And then she says that she's not going to go for the title again, I no, think? No, she said that's not going to be her last championship match. Oh, okay. And she would become champion again. Oh, okay. Yeah, I, I I feel like it's weird. They're doing that more and more where they're interviewing people in the ring post-match. Yeah, but um, like that, like, that's just, that was super random. I mean, it was super random when they did it at, um... What was the event? Was it No Mercy? No. I'm not even too certain. Um, I can't think of it. Whatever the one, what was it, John Cena did it? SummerSlam, was it? I, I don't know. Let's just go with SummerSlam. Sure, why not? Why not? It probably wasn't. I don't even know if it was John Cena. I'm not remembering now. But the yeah. next match for the WWE Cruiserweight Championship saw uh, an upset. It, it saw Enzo Amore picking up the victory over Kalisto. I'm curious what your predictions were. Did you predict, predict this one or no? I, I know I did. I did not. I stuck yeah. with Kalisto. Okay. Yeah, I am torn on it. I get it though. Uh, so Enzo uh, Enzo cheats to win, which that's fine. He's, as he should have. Yeah, he's a heel, whatever. Um, I don't know. I just it's a what you what like I understand like Enzo maybe should have never had the title taken off of him. 
Um, to begin with? I think you had to because it was the only way to carry this over. I mean, it was the only way to carry his title reign over uh, a certain period of time to get to this pay-per-view. I, I don't expect him to hold it for too long, though. Well, we'll see what happens with that. He is very awful, though. Like he really like if you rewatch this match, he is awful at res- in wrestling. I he, mean, even the yeah the Jordanzo dude. The Jordanzo looks like garbage, but dude, the every there was I think two or three head scissors that Kaliso did during this match from the one that from standing to the one that he did his signature one when yeah, the, the DDT something one. Used. Yeah. And Enzo is just awful at selling it. He flips like two seconds after the move is finished. And it just looks sloppy. And even that DDT head scissor one, he doesn't even sell as it. He does a flip. Yeah. It's Enzo is not good. Yeah, but there are other people who also don't sell that move properly either. Or no, but, you, but all the cruiserweights do. Nah, I don't know if all of them do. Well, sometimes there's like miscommunication or whatever, and they don't realize that the move is just like a face plant. Well, I I think you understand the point of where I'm going with this. Enzo is. You don't like Enzo. I like him as a heel. How dare he cheat on Liv Morgan? I like him as a heel, but I don't think that he's that good. I know, I I agree with you, but. I mean, I I think that he definitely needs more. uh, I think he's definitely green, and he definitely needs more time to train. I'm not saying that he can't become good. He's really good on the mic. He knows what how to push buttons when I, it comes I don't, to the fans. Or, I don't think the his DDT is bad. No, I don't think his DDT is bad at all. But, but there, it's definitely, there? as soon as they broke up Cass and Enzo, you could see yeah. miles above. I Yeah. Next up was a match between the Demon Finn Balor and AJ Styles. Uh, the match was set to originally be against Sister Abigail. Uh, unfortunately, Bray Wyatt was out. Mm-hmm. And they replaced it with AJ Styles last minute. Uh, so this was an odd replacement in my mind. I hate I, I hate the fact that it was still Demon Balor because what is the demon like who like in in regards to this match it meant nothing. Yeah, I think that you had to do the demon because I you're already hyped so. up. You already advertised the demon. I don't think a hundred percent. I I don't I don't think it should have well, been Demon Balor. Think, think of this: you advertise the demon's appearing at this pay per view. The demon's going to be there. Demon's going to be there. And then you don't have the demon. You just have Finn Balor because Sister Abigail is out. Imagine the, back, imagine the backlash on that, though. Asterisk, hard subject to change. I'm, I'm sorry. I disagree with you. I think that I it's... disagree with you, though. I, I don't <laughs> think it was necessary to have the demon Balor. No. And, I, oh, although I, I could see, like, now, now that demon Balor has the one up on AJ Styles, oh, we'll meet again, and then... Balor could be like regular no demon Balor and then AJ Styles can get the victory. So it's like it it, it makes sense. To me, it makes sense. I understand. I he like didn't it. even have the the face paint that he had on Monday Night Raw. In that I'm a promo. fan of it. I'm we, a fan we, of we it. We were basically promised a, a Halloween themed Balor and that didn't even happen. I'm sorry. I think that you still had to do Finn Balor as the demon on that night. 
Well, you advertised it. I think he should have been the pumpkin king, Tim Balor. <laughs> I think it had to happen that way. And I, what I, I'm not a fan that they chose AJ Styles though. I, I really ranted hard about this. Well, I am, first of all, the match though itself was fantastic. Agreed. I mean, as we we knew it was going to be fantastic. We knew it was going to be a, an amazing match. I just don't agree that they – okay, it makes sense in the long term. But as of right now, I did understand why they chose someone from SmackDown to come over to face Balor. Uh, I, I, I thought that it – Because they didn't have anyone else of the star, star and power. And that's the thing I didn't – that's the thing I didn't like is that it showed me that they didn't trust anybody else on that Raw roster. But there is nobody else on that Raw roster. Really. I think you could have put Elias Sampson in there. Like we said this last week that you said Elias. I think Goldust could have been in there. But it's still – that's not the star power of – No, it's not the star – it's not the star – well, Bray Wyatt doesn't have that much star power, dude. Well, I mean – Realistically, he does not have star power. Roman Reigns has more star power than – Obviously, uh, they built Bray up Wyatt. Roman Reigns. Yeah, so I – Bray Wyatt doesn't have star power. AJ Styles, of course he does. But I think that the reason why they had to go to – I think Elias Samson would have been fine in there. I think that they went to AJ Styles because I'm curious to see what the ticket sales were. I'm curious with this edition of Kurt Angle, which we'll speak about later on. I, I think it, tickets, I, I want to see what ticket sales are I because – I think tickets were, were uh, almost sold out. I, I do not believe that. I think so because I went to look on Ticketmaster for tickets and I was just getting like random okay, that, super that nose blowed no nose nose bleed sections. Yeah, but that doesn't mean that it the, uh, some of those tickets could be given away for free. Some of those tickets could be corporate businesses. Some of those tickets are bought up by other people to sell out. I don't think that their ticket sales were as good as they were anticipating. Uh, especially with the card that they booked. And that's why they brought over AJ Styles and Kurt Angle to kind of, they saw it as a time to capitalize on this opportunity. Unfortunately, two people, three people or more got sick, but they saw that opportunity. You know what? We didn't book as good as a card as we wanted to. Last minute, let's see what we can do with ticket sales, include these people, and let's see if we can maybe sell a uh Hundred uh, a few hundred more tickets, thousands of tickets more, boosted. I think that that really plays a factor, and I would be curious to, to hear more on that, wow. which I may never. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, that's my rant on it. It was a great match, though. It was entertaining. They did the. Um, they ended it with too sweet. They ended it with the too sweet. I no, don't think that they, was a shot at the Young Bucks. And it's like, yeah, no. I don't think that that was a shot at the Young Bucks at all. AJ sounds like Vince didn't even know we were going to do that. Yeah. And as if, as if Styles and Finn Balor feel the need to take a shot at the Young Bucks. What's the point of them doing that? They yeah. come on, be logical. They're, they're all friends and stuff. Like they're all brothers. Like they're not going to take a shot at them like um no but so next up you had so the entire night you had elias samson coming out to do a performance and you keep on having jason jordan come out with a a shopping cart first of all what a waste of vegetables (laughs) second of all who the hell throws vegetables that are like that who throws vegetables at someone i don't know 
What a childish thing to do. I didn't understand it. I mean, I that really... Was, that was a very childish thing. And it happened more than once. Yeah. It happened two or three, three times, times before the I match. Think. I think it was yeah, three times. The... Jason Jordan should be put a, should be put in timeout. That was, <laughs> no, I'm not even joking. That was a very childish thing. That makes no sense as to why, oh, let's build up Jason Jordan. Let's have him throw vegetables. And then what about the awkwardness? So you have him throwing the vegetables at Elias Sampson. Elias Sampson walks out. And then what? You leave. Jason Jordan was left on that stage for probably five seconds being awkward, just like waving to the crowd like William Regal, you know, with the yeah. the hand wave, mm -hmm. just very awkwardly. I think that that's awful, an awful position for Jordan, Jason Jordan to be in, that you just let him on stage doing nothing. But this match was a filler. That's it. Uh, main event of the evening, you had a uh, five-on-three TLC match. Kurt Angle and The Shield picked up the victory over Kane, The Bar, Miz, and Braun Strowman. Um, start right off the entrances. Angle making an entrance with The Shield in Shield attire. That Which, was it's like that's cool, um, but like still was such a stupid replacement. I agree 100%. I think that the inclusion of Kurt Angle, once again, goes back to the ticket sales, in my opinion, to boost it. They, there there was internet rumors that they tried to get um, Chris Jericho, but he wasn't available due to Fozzie dates. Really? I... Um, there were also rumors that they wanted... Oh, no. They said that Brock Lesnar was never brought up even to be in it, even though he was in, in Minneapolis. I, I can't see the inclusion of Brock Lesnar even making sense. I mean, really, like, including anybody there would have made no sense. No. The only inclusion which you brought up to me on the phone at one point may which, have been John Cena. Which apparently he can't even perform right now due to filming a movie. Yeah, he would have been the best inclusion because of his past with all of them. And outside of that, it just didn't make any sense. You know what? At least it wasn't Big Show. Because I could have easily seen them tossing Big Show in there, and then me being Big Show's injured. Out. Is he? Yeah, I, I don't remember. Um, remember, he had the, the cage match against Braun Strowman and was injured, but he was really just getting oh, surgery yeah. regardless. Which yeah. is one prowrestlingtees.com slash marking out. I don't know. I'm just not a fan of this inclusion of Angle. This is his first match in WWE in so long, and you're gonna have him included in this like really randomly. There was no setup, even there was no promo or. Like, there's no explanation as to, like, did he, have they given an explanation as to why Kurt Angle put himself in this match? They, like, he, on Raw, they needed, on the they needed a partner and he couldn't let them do three, uh, two on five. I would have been fine with it, two on five. It's like, I just don't, I don't, I don't know. I think, I think it would have been, I, it goes back to the ticket sales. Like, would Matt Hardy think, not have been a better person to throw in there or maybe, but even still with this, even still, um, just really confusing. Very, I don't know. I it's, think Matt Hardy could have done it. Yeah. I think that a smarter thing instead of posting it. Okay. So you, so you spill the beans on Twitter about AJ Styles taking on Finn Balor. Fine. 
advertise it as it's now going to be a five-on-two match. Okay, you have the bar and all of them make their entrance. You have the shield make their entrance. And then have them get beat, beaten up in the ring. And then you can have Kurt Angle's music hit. Kurt Angle comes out and starts and aligns himself with them. Saying that he was – and then on the next night on Raw, he could say, you know, I was standing there watching what I, I – I set up this match. And as I was watching this beatdown, I knew I couldn't live with myself standing aside and letting this take place. So I had to step up and be a man and get in there and get in that ring again. I think that would have been perfect. And that would have been such a shocker and surprise instead of telling us about AJ Styles and Kurt Angle on the same day within, the, within probably, I think, the same hour. I think that the, Kurt, the AJ Styles was enough. Kurt Angle could have been the surprise if you were going to include him. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. This match was just a whole a big mess. I, it was a mess. There was a lot going on, but I liked it. I liked it for the fact that it was a pretty much a huge brawl. It was a brawl the entire match. You didn't really know where your eyes should be focused at times. But for it being a handicap match and not being a traditional tag team match, I, uh, a tag style match, I am okay with the way that it turned out, though. I don't I, I, I don't know. Man, I, I, this was just stupid. To me, it well, was stupid. There, there was a bunch of spots that I, I liked. I thought it was funny where, um, where the bar went for the, the Irish cross or whatever they call it. Um, the Celtic, uh, Celtic cross. They, I, I don't think. even think they call it that. I, just, I think they just call it the double crucifix powerbomb. Well, commentary-wise, really com- at least. No, no, no. The Outsider's Edge. The yeah, double that's like, outs- I mean, that's a powerbomb. Yeah. So they tried to go through the table with that, and the table completely Japanese tabled them. And I thought it was hilarious that the French commentator yelled out, I am the table. Well, uh, the, the, the table Bajmania. leg broke. What? The table leg broke. Did it? Yeah. I didn't think any of it broke. Yeah, no, the, it the leg like when, broke. That's why they couldn't set it back up like normal. They put oh, it in the corner. No, it looked like – I mean when they did it, obviously, uh, I think it was on Cesaro's side. Uh, Sheamus went like – they weren't balanced, you know? Like Sheamus like fully extended his arms and had full momentum while Cesaro never actually extended his arms fully until like the last moment. So it was kind of like an offbeat throw. So that explains why that didn't break. And then, but I thought I mean, it was that good. sucked with the other the other the other move from the table with Ambrose. I don't remember. With uh I think Kane did the double choke slam. Uh-huh. And missed the table. Oh or, or yeah, the that table looked like just it hurt. Didn't break or whatever, yeah. That looked like I think he hit like the it looked like he hit the back of his head on it or something. Like but that looked like it hurt. Um, I just I really didn't, like, the, like the, the stuff with Strowman like dying, like Braun Strowman's. I mean, you go into a garbage truck and get crushed, you're dead. Dude, that garbage truck guy was hilarious though. His face, he was like, duh, 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 duh. oh, and then his face was just like, it was just awkwardly. It was funny, um, but yeah. So Braun Strowman was, I guess, murdered on pay per view. Um, yeah. It just but, like, every, this was just completely unbelievable. Like, there's no way those five people could be defeated by Ambrose and Rollins, who have been losing. Yeah, but I thought that it was. I thought the the exclusion of Kurt Angle to take him out of the match at the time was great. 
I like that he had um, – what did he do? He – I don't know if he hit the angle lock on uh, – the angle slam on someone, but then he locked in the angle lock, uh, and he was about to get the tap out. Then Braun Strowman kind of bum-rushed him, took him outside of the ring, hit him. So the crowd's going crazy because Angle just locked in the angle lock, I think, on The Miz and was about to pick up the victory. Braun Strowman bum rushes him and hits him with a, a huge power slam through a table. And I thought it was a great spot to take him out. And then you had him come back in. I mean, in, of course, hero fashion, making that uh, save at the end of the match, hitting two uh, angle slams on the bar on the way to the ring. I thought it was a I thought the ending was really well. Yeah. I, no. Yeah. speechless yeah all right well something that i know that something i know that you're not speechless about let's talk about some monday night raw monday night nitro which kicks off with kurt angle announcing survivor series team team raw versus team smackdown which we saw coming, though. I mean, they had the, the previews and for the pay-per-view already getting out there and being advertised where you knew that it was going to be a SmackDown versus Raw thing. I didn't, As, I didn't see any of that. Oh, I, I did. And then I kind of pieced it together where they had, like, um, on Survivor Series, you had one part highlighted red and one highlighted blue. And then I, I should have pieced together about the foreshadowing in it, you know? So, Angle announces Corbin versus Miz, Natalia versus Bliss, and the Usos versus The Shield. And then he also announced Mahal versus Lesnar? No, because that wasn't confirmed yet, which is okay. stupid. Okay. Because yeah. why even confirm that until everything's confirmed? So, uh, then Miz interrupts and ends up being put into a tag team match against... Uh, well, teaming with the bar. Yeah, the bar and Kurt Axel interrupt Yeah, against the shield. And uh, Kurt Angle's like, oh, he was so great last night. Let's do it again with AJ Styles. Yeah, AJ so, Styles joining them. Shield and AJ Styles pick up the victory over the bar and Miz. But uh, Raw having AJ Styles two nights in a row makes zero sense. I, you know what? With, I especially did... with the announcement for Survivor Series during that segment. They're like, we're going to do Raw versus SmackDown, but we're still going to use the SmackDown superstar. Okay, I disagree with you, though. I disagree with you disagreeing with me. I think that the way that they turned everything, I am fine with it. Originally, I really hated the fact that they went to SmackDown to bring someone over, and the night after, why are you having another SmackDown competitor there? But after it all unfolded into... It just being a bum rush for SmackDown on Raw. Uh, I yeah, but that doesn't that make was, like where did AJ Styles come from? Was that Kurt Angle's decision? Probably. That makes no I mean, sense. I would only assume. I mean, unfortunately, they won't explain that part. I mean, I feel like we've seen that before with WCW or something. Where not the invasion, but where one wrestler was let into the building and then they let everyone else from the opposite probably brand or. Uh, promotion into the building throughout the night Probably. but I, I but based off of that i am a-okay with it i'm totally fine with it 
Next up, you had Kane. Yeah. Kane, Kane came out and helped the bar and Miz take out the faces first. Mm-hmm. And then he cuts the promo on Braun Strowman and then basically lays out an open challenge. Leads yeah. to Finn Balor having a stupid match. I mean, it, I don't get it. So Kane comes out, says, Braun Strowman is the monster. Well, I am a monster and I destroyed the monster and I'm a monster and I want I want a challenge um Kane stick to politics please but I, I just I don't understand why why is in 2017 is Kane putting why are they having Kane go over Finn Balor Finn Balor just had a, a, a kick-ass match the night before yeah like if Bray Wyatt wasn't sick would this match have still taken place Unfortunately, I'm going to say yes because Kane was scripted into the uh, the actual match. The only thing I'm – I hope that Bray Wyatt versus Balor doesn't get a conclusion. I just – I didn't – I don't – I mean there has to be a conclusion with that. I, I hope not. I hope not. Please, I hope not. I just – I don't understand. I understand there has to be, but please just let it go. Like Kane, what was the reasoning for three choke slams on Finn Balor? Uh like, yeah. Could there not have been somebody else to step up to face Kane? I don't understand the building of Kane as a monster. When Haven't we seen him take on Braun before and Braun take him yeah. out? Yeah, dude, we've seen – they they completely – as if they like hit that men in black button and wiped our memories. They're like, oh, we yeah. never had Kane versus Strowman facing off. I feel like they're really dropping the First of all, we've seen it in the Royal Rumble. I'm, yes. I'm pretty sure we've seen it outside of that on like a Monday Night Raw also. Yes, we have, and I'm pretty. They may have even faced off on a pay per view, but I feel like they really are messing up with Braun Strowman. You have a potential, a really big player right now, and you keep on trying. You don't have to put him against Big Show and Kane. I, I think just the, to the prove point, to me that he is a monster. The point is, is they were lazy. They didn't want to write storyline for Survivor Series. This gets Braun Strowman away from being on Team Raw. Yeah, but in general, I don't think that you need to keep on putting Braun Strowman in storylines with Big Show and Kane and and all these other guys to just show us that he can do this and he is a monster. We we understand that he's a monster. We believe he is a monster. You don't have to keep on reminding us that he's a monster by putting him in these storylines. He can do other storylines and he is he's safe. He is totally safe. But in doing this, I feel like it's kind of uh, contradicting everything, and it's going to—it's more hindering him than anything. Also, that pyro is garbage. Don't do it. Yeah. Don't, don't make a sound effects for it. <laughs> so it's not the same thing. No. Well, next up, you had Asuka making her Raw debut, taking on Emma in a rematch. Um, a lot shorter, but still. Good match. Yeah, another good performance between them. And quite frankly, it doesn't even seem like Asuka was even hurt. Like, what? Well, she be hurt? Well, she broke her collarbone or whatever and then had to be stripped of the NXT title. Uh-huh. I, I don't think they, they – I don't even know if I believe that at this point. That was the storyline? That I, she – I didn't think that she was stripped of the title because of uh, she 
was out. She broke her collarbone. Is what I thought said. that it, I thought that it was because of the lack of competition that she uh, gave up the title. No, I'm pretty sure they said because of her injury. Oh, I thought it was. I or, thought it was. Kind I don't of know. Like I don't know. Where... I thought maybe they were just like we're sending you to the main roster and then give us the title or something. Maybe it wasn't injury, but she, for whatever reason, was stripped of the title, and maybe it was because of injury. I, I have no idea. I don't know. I don't think that she had an injury to play up during these matches. I, I thought that the, they both did really good jobs, and I think that, if anything, this should really, I hope, I know you'll agree, that this is going to open up the eyes of the of creative no, in regards to Emma. I completely disagree. I don't How? have faith in them at all. Well, yeah, but you're hope you hope that at some point I've been that, hoping for years. Exactly, but you still hope that this will do something for Emma instead of keep on putting it on really good no, matches. You, you lose hope. Hope is lost. All right. Just like hope with Bray Wyatt. Oh, Bray. Uh, but Bray's matches aren't really uh, anything to to boot, anyways. Or at least not recently. But let's get into that next match. Next match wasn't even a match because Alexa Bliss cut a promo on Mickey James again. Mickey James came out, basically kicks her, and uh, I don't know, with Survivor Series being less than a month away, should she be cutting promos on Mickey James instead of Natalia? Well, she did bring up Natalia. She yeah, did but, cover her. But should all I, the focus be? No, I thought it was fine. I uh, thought it was fine to have. I mean, you still need to have. Yeah, I guess. I mean, she'll need competition until Survivor Series. So, I, I mean, I guess it's all right for now. But yeah, yeah I'm fine with it. Um, next up, you had uh, Elias and Jason Jordan. Jason Jordan picking up the victory over Elias by DQ. Elias rocking him with a huge guitar shot. Um, that looked nasty. Yeah, like instantly got color. Yeah. I didn't even see the color part. It, it, yeah, you like instantly bruised. I didn't it I didn't notice. I didn't his, see that his, part on his arm. Oh, I I didn't notice, but that was a huge guitar swing. But I mean, regardless of whether or not it's that's like two. easily breakable, uh a breakaway guitar or anything, that still has to sting. Um yeah, being yeah. hit with a, a guitar probably hurts. Yeah. But both of them deserve better feuds. Agreed. Like, this isn't going anywhere. Mm -mm. Up next, Brock Lesnar and Paul Heyman accepted Jinder Mahal's challenge for Survivor Series. Yeah. There was potential. We could have seen Nakamura versus Brock Lesnar. Yeah. Eh. And that was that. So, yeah. Next up, you had Alicia Fox taking on and defeating Bailey and Sasha Banks in a Survivor Series qualifier match to decide who is the captain of the Survivor Series team. And Alicia Fox picked up the victory. I did like the fact that she hits uh, Bailey with her own finisher. Dude, besides that, just the stuff she was doing, she was miming her behind her. Yeah. It was fantastic. Yeah. I mean, I, I stuff enjoyed, like that where I'm like, okay. Yeah, I really like this match. 
It's like it's moments like that where I'm like, okay, Alicia Fox. Now I here and there, yeah, we could easily talk trash about you, but I I do like what you do at times. I like how it came down to like the last second with her winning too. Yeah, it was completely unexpected. It's like when you look I, at a match like this for Survivor Series as to who should be the captain. Like a hundred percent, of course, the captain should be either Sasha Banks or Bailey. Mm-hmm. So I, I I like the the unexpectedness of that. Yeah, and Fox I, has been putting on good matches as of late. Yeah, I. It's very rare that I actually talk trash about Alicia Fox. I know it. I know you're not that big of a fan, or at least you used to really dislike her, big time. But yeah, I think I mean, that she's she really, always looked green to me. Yeah, but I think that she's. I think that here and there she shows why she's still on the roster. Uh, main event of the evening, you had a huge ten man tag. You had Cedric Alexander, Grand Metallic, Kalisto, Ali Swan pick up the victory over Davari, Gulak, Enzo, Dara, Nice. Um, yeah, I really don't have anything to say about this match. You? Um, I mean, I, like I liked, I liked the match. Mm-hmm. But with no explanation again as to why the heel cruiserweights are joining forces with Enzo. After Enzo bashed just, them, like... It still makes no sense. Well, they did explain it but last not time. not really. They, they said that and because Enzo said he, he has money and they could he could buy them. But I don't... Which is just... That stupid. was it. That was it. Makes no sense, yeah. I thought uh, the entrance that they made together was great. I thought it was hilarious. Mm-hmm. I thought the shtick, the microphone stuff was good. Gulak is gold. Uh-huh. But... And, and then... Yeah. Kalisto getting the win on Raw basically solidified him not getting the win on 205 Live, but that, mm-hmm. that ended in a DQ. So yeah. there's potential for the feud over the championship to continue. Well, let's end Monday Night Raw because the ending was pretty awesome. Uh, Kurt Angle and was in the ring. Shane McMahon ends well, up... Well, Kurt Angle was out there to announce... The members of Team Raw. Yes. Continue. Gets cut off. Shane McMahon gets cut off. The SmackDown superstars, they make a shield-like entrance. And they basically tore House down. Yeah, they surrounded Kurt Angle. And Shane was just like, this is, uh, what do you say, Uh, under, uh, under siege. Yeah. And then the SmackDown roster just marches right up the ramp and clears... House like any any they wrestler went, they went in their backstage and beat up every single Raw superstar in sight. Lesnar wasn't there. Oscar wasn't there. I uh, think which Bliss... I think which I think is a good smart move on saving Oscar. Uh, I mean, yeah, she shouldn't have been. Yeah, I am happy up. that they didn't include Oscar in this. But I like you had Rollins and Ambrose tried to jump attack them, and they got beaten up. Um, it was a fun segment, but at the same time, didn't make sense. What's that? It, at the same time, it really didn't make sense. It's just, again, oh, we don't want to write storyline. For me, I think it made sense. I think it made it, sense. To me, it really didn't. Faces were doing heel things. And the yes, people that they were feuding with on more, SmackDown, all of a sudden, they're teaming up to do this. Yeah, but I think it's more of a, because they're loyal to SmackDown against Raw. So they're setting aside their differences to take out Raw. 
leading into Survivor Series where it's Raw versus SmackDown because they want to prove that they are the better brand. So they're going to set aside their differences to take on the, the Monday Night Raw brand to show that they are more dominant. They are not the B, the B squad. They are not the number two show. They are number one. And I think that I, I understand the booking. I love the way that they booked it. I really enjoyed that. You had the, the women in the on the Raw roster try to stand up for themselves. And I thought it was I thought it was great booking. I don't think that it was um, lousy or or um, anything like that. I thought it was great booking at the end of this. I was excited. I was really excited to see what was going to happen. Who are they going to take out next? You know, I thought it was good. Wow. So all right, well, well let's get on to speaking about some SmackDown. You had Shane McMahon in the ring, cutting a promo, pretty much ex- uh, explaining the attacks. Explaining how it took place. How yeah. How did AJ Styles stay there an extra night to set it up? Which, how, you have the explanation right there, dude. But it's still, that, but using him makes no sense. Like, why, it's still just, it makes no sense. I I think it makes perfect sense. He explains it right there that, AJ Styles did this because no, it why, was their why, way of their bowl. No, just makes no sense to me. All right. That's not an explanation that's good for me. Okay. But Sami Zayn comes out, tries to smooth things over with Shane to get on to, uh, to have him and, and Kevin Owens on Team SmackDown. And Shane's like, if you want to be on the team, you're going to have to earn it. You're facing Orton. And then we found out that Kevin Owens will be facing Nakamura next week. Mm-hmm. You know what? I would be happy to see what happens if Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn are they both lose their I mean, we talk about Sami, but Kevin Owens loses to Nakamura next week. I mean, I assume that's happening. And then Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens cost Shane McMahon and SmackDown the match at Survivor Series because of their exclusion of it. I could see that happening. I don't know. Because that would be a real, like, like... I mean, it's hard to see... It's hard to see a Team SmackDown without Orton and Nakamura, but it's also hard to not... To see it without Kevin Owens. Yeah, but I feel like if it if Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn mess over SmackDown, which obviously would take away the bragging rights from Shane, that's huge. And I think that that would be really good booking. But we'll see if it turns out that way. Um, so to kick off first matchup, uh, Gable and Benjamin pick up a victory over New Day. Uh, Uso is on commentary. Um, yeah, not really anything to, to why, say why, about it. Why are they using heel tactics to win? It's like, I mean, I'm not, maybe I'm not, it's worth noting that, that Chad Gable, like – was the first person instantly thought nothing of it to attack Jason Jordan on Raw? I didn't even notice that. Mm-hmm. He attacked him. Yeah, he was the first one. I like that. I like that a lot. Why you don't like that? I mean, I just don't Dude, understand how why. How is that exciting? It's I, I just don't understand Raw. why heel heel why faces are do are because are heels. You, the bigger scene, okay, Marvel Universe, you have Civil War, you have Team Iron Man versus Team Captain America. They're both faces. 
You have like it, it's just over but, a difference of a like SmackDown wants to prove their dominance. Like in regards to Monday Night Raw, Shane McMahon and the SmackDown roster, they're heels. But basically, but on SmackDown, like Shane McMahon's as, Shane McMahon's a, a face. I don't see them as being. I don't think them as heels. I don't think that you can. I think for 100%. this Survivor Series match, you have to take heels. And, I don't know, man. And faces out of this equation. You have to. Dude, you have to let go of the heel face thing. Just ride with it. Ride with this amazing storyline that's going to be written out. This is fun. This is exciting. This is SmackDown proving that they are number I one. Got to be skeptic, skeptical even, when they do stuff like this. Even if you have Bobby Roode who's feuding with Ziggler. But you know what? We, we put on better matches than anybody on Monday Night Raw. So let's attack Monday Night Raw. But hashtag you haven't. It's perfect. But in regards to this, why are Chad Gable and Shelton Benjamin? Maybe they're just going to be turned heel. Maybe. I I, I don't. But again, why would a heel team face a heel team? I don't mind. What's that? Why are heels facing heels in that sense for the title then? Dude, you have to let go of this heel and face thing. It it exists. Sorry. Wrong. It doesn't. Wrong. You're such a mark at times. Wrong, 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 wrong. See, you're such a mark, you even just quoted him. <laughs> I quoted Edge. <laughs> See, I couldn't even think Up of it. Up next, Fashion Dogs <laughs> aired, and it featured The Ascension and Brizongo questioning James Ellsworth over a missing briefcase. Carmella came in. She goes, I'm not part of your skit. I thought that was hilarious. <laughs> yeah. And uh, then they took the, the Money in the Bank briefcase only to see that it was filled with James Ellsworth's uh, dirty underpants. Underwear. Which had uh, skid marks on there. Yeah. Because that's was, funny humor. I thought it was. It's uh, what was, what was funny What was funny was Fandango just like saying, oh, this is disgusting, and then just putting it on his shoulder. That was funny. Yeah, the the small. I think that the bigger humor to take out of these skits are the the small things that Fandango and Breeze do. You know, the stuff in between, like outside of what they speak, it's their movements and their actions. I think is the hilarious part. Like how you just said, tossing the underwear on his shoulder after saying that. Yeah, and um, I think it, I think it's great that Ascension are being used in this way. I agree. I mean, I think that they do have potential. We've said for a long time they have potential. It's just unfortunate that they haven't been used to their potential. Yeah. And hopefully this is a way to get them to be using that potential. Um, let's say potential again. But next match, Sin Cara picked up the victory over Baron Corbin by DQ. Uh, Baron Corbin just going crazy on Sin Cara, even hitting him with the end of days outside of the ring. Um. Yeah. Nothing else. Yeah. Next I just, up, I want it. like I want to see Sin Cara be an actual contender for this. I can't. I can't buy it. I can't buy it. Um, next up, you have Mahal and the Singh brothers uh, cutting a promo. This leading into Styles, which taking- I have to say was good. Good. Good on gender here. Mm-hmm. Good promo work. But yeah. AJ Styles defeated Sunil. Sunil? Yeah, Sunil. And then next week Samir. he's going to be wrestling Samir. Yeah. Um, I'm, I'm fine with this. I'm kind of happy that they finally got the 
Singh brothers in an actual like in in a match, as I mean, opposed it wasn't to really a match. No, but I, I'm happy with the usage. We've seen we saw them team up against Nakamura. Again, yeah, but that was not in a match. Yeah, same thing. Same thing here. Yeah, yeah, same thing. Um, next up, you had a fatal five way match. Lynch picking up the victory over Carmella, uh, Flair, Naomi, and Tamina to become the captain of their. Uh, women's team on SmackDown. Which uh, is the only logical yeah. outcome for me. I don't... I mean, the I could have seen for, Flair. No. I could have seen Flair winning. No. I could have seen... Becky, Becky was the first woman drafted. She needed this. She was the first SmackDown champion. She's okay, not, yeah, she's not she, even she in a storyline right I, now. She needed this, but I could have easily seen them see them going with Flair... I would have been okay if they went with Carmella even, but I'm very excited that they went with Lynch. But when I say the right person won, the right yeah, person Yeah, no, I agree. I agree with you that the right person won. I, I do think, again, it's like we need to unite to be Team SmackDown, but let's all bicker and over who's Team Captain. What does Team Captain actually get you? Nothing. Yeah, but dude, this has been... There's no there's, unity in not, it. I know, I know, I know, new. I know it's not new. yeah. I liked Natalia, who I thought was great in the segment, too, at the start. Just showing herself off. Yeah. Well, next up, uh, next up, you had Ziggler and Renee Young cutting a promo backstage. Well, first of all, Renee Young's putting over the Bludgeon Brothers. What are, mm-hmm. We haven't, I haven't, you haven't been here. What are your thoughts on them? I, they, they've only had one, that one, one promo, right? Well, three now. They've had three. I, I've only seen the first original one, but I'm a big fan. You know, I'm always, I've always been a big fan of the Y family being Rowan and Harper together. And I've said many, many times that SmackDown and even Raw, what they're lacking is a, a large, larger than life tag team. Like how you used to have the, um, what was it? The, uh, uh, Kane and Undertaker teaming up, and all of those power like big. Could you monster could tag you not think of the Brothers of Destruction? Yeah, no, I couldn't think of it. But where but, you think it? I mean, this promo you thought was fine, where they're killing a live pig on SmackDown. Does that make sense? I, I didn't see it. I, it I didn't see the promo. It was a joke. Oh, um, <laughs> yeah, I think that. So I, I think that they are finally bringing, uh, well, doing that big tag team again. Which I'm a fan of because I was originally saying Authors of Pain should be going over the SmackDown to be that big tag team, that monster tag team, which I still think could happen. Um, and I think that there's – I always think that there's potential. I think Rowan really has improved a lot from us bashing him when he first came in when we were saying how green he was. I think he really has improved. I think he really um, owns his gimmick. And I think Harper is always talented. I, I'm excited to see what happens with this. Yeah, so Renee gets cut off by Dolph Ziggler, who is doing his shtick. Uh, Bobby Roode shows up, challenges Ziggler to a two out of three falls match. Um, is this taking place on SmackDown? That's what I don't know. I thought they would have waited till, uh, until Survivor Series. Well, but, you can't because of the entire... Well, no, I don't... Well, I, I guess don't, if they're I not... Think, I think on Survivor Series, the card will have one storyline match for SmackDown, one for Raw. 
Raw I could see being Kane and Strowman. SmackDown I see Rude and Ziggler. Whether or not that happens, I have no idea. But that's what I think right now. Unfortunately, I don't see that happening, but it should be that way. I 100% think that'll... Something like that. I hope so. But, um... It's funny, because, like, this whole... Ziggler's whole promo here was about entrances and catchphrases. And then this segment ends with Bobby Roode doing a catchphrase. It's like everything Ziggler's saying is, like, 100% true. Yeah, no, he's... He is... He's not lying. Ziggler, in all of his promos and stuff, he is speaking the truth and everything. and he's not Tiger. Huh? I said, and he's not Tiger. I don't get it. He said he's not lying. Oh, nice, nice. <sighs> well, so, Randy Orton yeah. defeated Sami Zayn to get onto Team SmackDown. Kevin Owens tried to interfere to help out Sami Zayn, but that kind of backfired because it took the referee's attention, leading to Randy Orton hitting a low blow and then a RKO. Yeah. What are your? You're gonna hate it, right? Because he used heel tactics. Yeah, it just doesn't make sense. It doesn't make sense. And I am totally fine with this. I think that it was good. It it shows the the heel tactic that Kevin Owens tried to play backfired. I'm I'm cool with it, dude. Totally cool with it. So SmackDown. I I just hope that the stuff with Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens costing SmackDown the match. I hope that does happen. Well, I don't want Team. Well, I would like to know who Team Raw and SmackDown. Oh, yeah, I mean, well, it's I gonna, guess we'll find out on Monday who's Team yeah, Raw. Yeah, I can only imagine that on Monday Night Raw we're going to have some qualifier matches soon. No, because Kurt Angle you know? was ready to announce the team on Monday. Oh, okay. So, there, no, I mean, we better not have qualifying matches in that sense. I like what, you, when they actually have people qualify you, for Team Raw and SmackDown or something like that. They're not just throwing all together. But since Angle was all ready to introduce who they were... I feel like it's pretty easy to... I mean, obviously, I would have to assume... I'm writing it down. Who do you think? Well, The Shield are two of them. Okay. Um, It'd be hard to... Well, ooh. I was going to say Kane, but Kane, I already thought, would be in a storyline with Strowman. Mm Mm-hmm. Who do you think? I'm going to go with Shield. Um... I'll go with the bar. That's one more person. One more person. And oh man, this is difficult. Um, well, you know, Kali, uh, the champions can't be included in this, correct? Well, I mean, there's no. Well, you said Kalisto. No, no, no. Just the champions can't be included because they already have. Uh, Title matches, well, not title matches, but interchampion matches, right? Interbrand matches, right? Potentially, I mean, realistically, there's only so many leftover guys. Probably like, Ballard. I no. mean, you have Miz. Oh no, Miz is a champion, right? Yeah, so I'm gonna go Shield. Okay, so bar you have the Ballard. Shield. There's still potential for Roman Reigns, like full Shield. Yeah, that that puts the if if uh, Roman Reigns is back then I would definitely add him in there. So there's the three members of the Shield that are potential people. There's Matt Hardy, who's got potential. Mm-hmm. Um, 
I mean, there Ballard. still is John Cena, who is rumored to be the referee for Brock Lesnar versus Jinder Mahal. Mm-hmm. There's Balor. Mm-hmm. And there's Bray Wyatt, if he's back. Um, yeah. And Samoa Joe, realistically. Yeah, Samoa Joe so can be in there. I think Samoa Joe is more likely... Then who? Um, would you include the bar? If Samoa Joe is back, I would put the shield, Samoa Joe, and Balor. That's and seven if, if Roman Reigns is back, too. That's seven people. Three, four, five. I would remove the bar. Oh. I don't know. I'm going shield, bar, Balor. Assuming that Roman Reigns isn't back and Samoa Joe isn't. Because I can't see Samoa Joe really making his return in this sort of a match. So you're putting six people on the team? Uh, just Ro- uh, Rollins, Ambrose, Cesaro, Sheamus, and Balor. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I don't this know. is taking long. Yeah. Um, so SmackDown ends with uh, Daniel Bryan speaking to Shane McMahon backstage. Uh basically questioning him like how are you not gonna consult with me first like we're a team yeah and uh raw superstars didn't retaliate on smackdown so perhaps we'll see that happen next week yeah daniel bryan said like be ready they're gonna don't expect them to take this lightly doesn't make raw look weak that they didn't retaliate instantly no not at all not at all I feel like if you if you they attack the day after, it could also feel like a rush storyline. We still have a little. We still have time yeah, for this under to play a month. out. Yeah, we we still have time for this to there's play out. One, wait, one, two, three, three raws. I think that they could be really creative with this. They don't have to just jump attack them on the day after. I think that they could be smart and play it out a little bit. Let's see what happens. They have three weeks to get the storyline. Yeah. I also, so, you know what though? I don't. I, I still could see Kurt Angle stepping in here to wrestle. Imagine. And I could see oh, Shane McMahon in. stepping in to wrestle. Oh, I was going to say, imagine uh, Daniel Bryan stepping in. That I don't see happening, but I'd be all for that. Yeah. 100%, well, I'd be all for that. But. All right. Well. 205 took place. Nothing really to note yeah, 205 you wise. 205? Um, you, had, you did have a Cruiserweight title match. Already Kalisto. been mentioned. Huh? Already been mentioned. When? During. Oh, when you brought it up. All right, well, NXT then. Um, you had the team of Moss and Sabatelli picking up the victory over Danny Burch and Lorkin. Uh, Oni Lorkin. This tag team match was sick. A uh, huge fan of the the strong style of Birch and Larkin. Larkin's chops look insanely power, like painful. And I don't know about you, but I really like that gory bomb bulldog finisher that Moss and Sabatelli are doing. Well, I mean, I didn't see it, so. Yeah, I thought that that finisher is pretty cool. You had the NXT Women's Qualifying Battle Royal taking place uh, to f- figure out who's going to be that final spot for Takeover. Nikki Cross picking up the victory. Uh, the final four, it was Bel Air, uh, Kay, Cross, and Martinez. Uh, and you weren't a fan of Martinez's inclusion, or 
some of these other Mae Young classic women, correct? I just feel like some of them are miles above this. Well, I mean, you have to start somewhere in NXT, you know? I don't know. I mean, you can't I really... feel like if you're someone like Mercedes Martinez, you're already like... I don't know. I I can't see. I mean, no no offense to Mercedes Mercedes Martinez. She's not on the same level as Asuka when Asuka came in. I mean, I I definitely don't see that as comparable. I think that they still they can't have all with all the women that they had in the May Young Classic. They can't spotlight every single one of them. They got to pick and choose very carefully which ones they're going to spotlight. But I just I don't like. I don't know. I feel like like Nikki Cross and Ember Moon have had so many chances already at this title. Yeah, unfortunately, I do not see Ember Moon and Cross. I don't see phasing out of that title scene until they get drafted, and that I don't like. You know, I can't see them being phased down into the I, I they don't even have it, but like a mid-card of the women's division in NXT. I can't see them phasing down to that level which I think would be highly beneficial for everyone involved, but they're going to be up then that spotlight until they get the call. Um, it's like, also- honestly, like the way, with the way that they booked this whole match, there's really only one person who could come out of that match and win. Yeah, totally. Which sucks because I want to see Peyton Royce. Oh, dude. I, I, I want to see Billy Kay be a co-champion. I agree. But right and now, I even, mean, it's hard to, to to think that the only person not winning that is Kyrie Sane. I mean, Dakota Kai would have been awesome to pick up the victory in there. Uh, huge potential. They're putting over Bel Air a ton. But like I said, I don't see Crosser and Moon being um, out of that even picture at all uh, in the near future. Next up, you had Velveteen Dream. Really playing mind games, continuing the mind games with Aleister Black. Aleister Black making its entrance, and Velveteen Dream just rising up right behind him in a sick manner, uh, just trying to get Aleister Black to say his name. I really do like this storyline. Really, really a fan of it. And then in the main event, you had uh, Almas and Vega picking the victory over Roderick Strong. And that's going to be leading into the takeover at some point with Almas taking on McIntyre for the title. Um, Vega, I think, is a perfect ballet. I do love the fact that she has that wrestling background. Yeah. But I hope that she remains a ballet and doesn't transition to that wrestling uh, wrestler for a while. You know what I mean? Like, I, I, I want her to remain a ballet where I she has wrestling ability, but put it on hold for me for now. Don't have to spotlight it. The spotlight that they have right now is perfect. Yeah. But, all right, well, that is the sports entertainment talk, and we'll be right back here on Marking Out. This is Tress McNeil, mom from Futurama, and you're listening to Mark and Out. Welcome back to Marking Out episode 351. Uh, let's move on to some outside the ring news. Uh, it was announced this past week that Impact Wrestling has terminated its business relationship with Jeff Jarrett and Global Force Wrestling, Global Force not, Entertainment. Yeah, not really much of a shocker because, like, I think that everyone saw the writing on the wall, and then after that AAA event, 
where you had Jeff Jarrett's actions and then you had everybody, those rumors of the um, people with Global Force and whatever, like with uh, who, who owns Impact Wrestling? I What's the, yeah. like the bit, yeah, that they weren't too happy with the actions and everything like that. So you kind of saw the writing on the wall, but it's just it's unfortunate. It's ridiculous. It's like Hulk Hogan and Eric Bischoff are coming to TNA. It's going to change. It's going on live Mondays, head to head with Monday Night Raw. Yes, awesome. We have hope. Nothing happens. Further down the line, uh, what's his name? Dave Lagana is coming in. Nothing happens. Further down the line again, Billy West. Not Billy West. <laughs> Corgan. Billy yeah, Corgan. Billy Corgan. Wrong Billy. Billy <laughs> Corgan comes in. Oh, he's buying Impact or whatever. And then that, what happens there? Nothing. Well, now Billy Corgan apparently bought NWA. Yeah, bought NWA and... Wants to bring that up. I that's interesting. Don't, like, that's just a stupid move in my... I, like you, I, I agree. I think that there's better places to put your money. But... Like, what does he I? have to be in the wrestling business that bad that he's buying NWA? That's, like, a, mean, Dude, a, a meaningless bar. thing? No Dude, offense to a, anyone that wrestles in NWA today? He is, Billy Corgan is a mark. Huge mark. He's probably kicking himself for not doing the ECW thing back in the day. Mm -hmm. I mean, although, again, that would have been dumb for him. Yeah. Um, it would have been the same exact thing, putting tons of money into a company that was just for whatever reason, failing. Yeah. Uh, and then in more Jeff Jarrett news, apparently he arrived late and slightly intoxicated to an indie show in Canada where he allegedly drank until he passed out in the locker room and had to be woken up to take pictures with fans during intermission. And then when his music played for his actual match, he didn't come out to the ring, which led to his, his opponent cutting a promo on him saying he was upstairs getting drunk. And then Jeff Jarrett basically ended up, after all of this, called the promoter an amateur. Yeah, but then following all of this, Jeff Jarrett uh, checked himself into rehab. Uh, rumor has it that it's under WWE's uh, um, wellness uh, rehab policy that they have, where they'll support former employees, I guess. But it's... It's very unfortunate, you know. Hopefully everything is well with him and his family, and hopefully he does um, get well, you know. Hopefully he does get well. And sometimes these indie shows are beneficial in a way, as kind of an eye-opener. Maybe what this guy with this promotion, uh, promoter did, maybe it was the best thing that could have happened was for Jeff Jarrett to get called out. Who knows how many events he has shown up to drunk. Who knows if this is the truth. If it is the truth, who knows if this is the only one. But I've never, maybe this is the first time someone's spoken up publicly about it. But it may well, be. Well, I mean, weren't there also those rumors with AAA? I, I don't know. It, wasn't there? Oh, Actually, yeah, yeah. I, I do think so. But, you know, sometimes when you get called out on these things, it's look at Razor Remote, Scott Hall, where he had he was really on a downward spiral. And they had that video of him at that indie show, just awful and gets in the ring and, you know, just really, really sad to see. 
And then, of course, everyone's really angry at the promotion for speaking up or putting it out there for the public's eye to see. But sometimes something like that is beneficial because it's like an eye opener for that wrestler or the the support system of that wrestler to be like, listen, this took place. We are seeing this take happening. You have to go get help. So who knows? Maybe the, I hope that this is the the right path for Jeff Jarrett to be on right now. And hopefully he does find a, find a way to get better. So we're yeah. all pulling for him. Yeah, and it, I mean, it's also it's strange to see that WWE could be involved in this. I mean, I I'm... They have done for past superstars. I mean, I think they've done that for Sonny. Uh, yeah, but nobody's on that. Like, for whatever, I don't know the relationship there, but for whatever there's, there is, Vince McMahon and Jeff Jarrett, rumor-wise, they just don't get along. Yeah, they hate each other, apparently. But you know what? It, it's not If it is on WD's watch, and it's, like, it's nice to see that, them, that they are trying to help out in a way. But, yeah, hopefully everything is well with Jeff Jarrett and his family, and he does find the path to sobriety. Um, and then uh, there's – In, in yeah. lighter, lighter news, there's a talk right now of a spinoff show for Miz and Maurice on E! Network. Interesting. Now that Miz and Maurice are having a child, Miz, they announced it's a baby girl. So – I mean, Total Bellas worked. So I never watched Total Bellas, but yeah, why not? I mean, dude, it's, oh my god! I have they no had, interest. They had the season finale the other this past week for Total Bellas. Uh-huh. They showed Brie Bella like full on naked giving birth. I don't know Jeez. why that was on television. They showed the, they she got a C section, which they showed mm-hmm. on TV. I was like, why are they showing this? <laughs> oh, I can't! I couldn't believe it. That was nah. that was awful. <laughs> <laughs> well, if this does take place, that's amazing for Miz and Maurice. Gives them more, even more exposure. Um, and yeah, uh, so now Ring of Honor wise, if your last name is McMahon, Ring of Honor is offering ten percent off of your ticket to uh, any Ring of Honor show. Uh, I thought it was just the, the show in San Antonio. I thought it was any show. I but thought it was specifically for the November 17th show that now WWE all of a sudden is running a house show for NXT. Featuring HBK as a special guest referee for the match of Adam Cole versus Drew McIntyre. Which I said last week, I really I can't remember a time where they would do a show like this. And then, come to find out, Ring of Honor already had a show in San Antonio. And it's like, oh, that makes sense. Yeah, but I, I think that this is funny it is totally funny their ring of honor can't really do too much to get revenge for on ww but i think it's funny you have cody rhodes calling out the mcmahons to show up it's it's wrestling you know and i'm all for it i think it's cool i really do like hbk appearing on nxt on the house show and then the stuff with gargano I'm a huge fan of it. If Gar- if HBK came out of retirement for a match on a takeover, I would I would be for it. Well, I mean he's I, competing at takeover, so 
in I mean, who knows? Actually, who competing knows if that's in even, action. Wrestling. Yeah, but who knows if that's even like going to happen, like on air type of thing. Well, if it's like, I would be okay with him having action in the ring, like actually being booked in a match. I would be okay yeah, with that. Have to be against somebody a lot bigger than Johnny Gargano. No offense to Gargano. You know what? I don't know. I don't know how I feel. I, I think that I would be fine with it. I think I would be okay with it because it would be no, a start good with match. Randy Orton and Dolph Ziggler in NXT. Don't just jump to HBK. Yeah. Well, let's get on to some indie results. On the 20th, Fibro Wrestling for the people in Brooklyn. JT Dunn defeated Mario Bokara. Oh, Ryan Dove picked up the victory over uh, Denny Gavin via disqualification. Matt McIntosh defeated MJF, Maxwell Jacob Friedman. Willow Nightingale defeated Sue Young. Jack Gallo defeated Tracy Williams. For the five Borough Wrestling Tag Team Championships, AJ Spectre and Bear Bronson successfully de defending and retaining those titles against the Elements. Talon defeated Ace Romero. For the five Borough Wrestling Heavyweight Championship, Anthony Gangon defended that title successfully against Logan Black. And Jack Swagger defeated Mike Verna. On the 20th as well in Reseda, California, Pro Wrestling Guerrilla All-Star Weekend 13 took place. Night 1, Morgan Webster defeated Brian Cage. Mark Haskins defeated Adam Brooks. Joey Janela picked up the victory over Trevor Lee, which is great to see Joey Janela back there so soon. Oh, yeah. He, apparently he was a hit over there, which is no surprise, you know. Keith Lee defeated Jonah Rock. Sammy Guevara defeated Flat Flat. Why do I keep flubbing that name? Flamita and Ray Horace. Ricochet defeated Walter. And the PWG Tag Team Championships were on the line. The Chosen Bros defeating the Lucha Brothers for the titles. Yeah. And then the next night, night two, Jonah Rock defeated Adam Brooks. Young Bucks defeated Mark Haskins and Morgan Webster. Marty Skrull defeated Joey Janela. Walter picking up that victory over Sabre Jr., Trent defeated Matt Seidel and Ray Ors. And for the PWG World Championship, uh, Ricochet defeated Chuck Taylor. Yeah, to uh, become the new PWG champion. Uh, what's your take on that? Ricochet defeating Chuck I I am totally fine with this because... I thought you were against it. No, no, no. I'm totally fine with it. Chuck Taylor, I think, well, he was good as a champion, but... I, and I think that it was enough for – he deserved it after all of his uh, – all he's done for the company and not really being the – having the spotlight on him too often. I thought you were like, I, I think, don't want to see Ricochet win Bola, and then he won Bola. And then you were like, I don't want to see Ricochet win the well, championship, no. and then he won I, the I didn't want to see, I, I didn't want to see him win Bola. I did not want to see him win Bola. I would have rather Keith Lee or Jeff Cobb. And, of course, if Jeff Cobb or Keith Lee were in this match, I would have rather it be then. But – it was Ricochet, and I'm fine with Ricochet taking the title off of Chuck Taylor. And now I would be okay if uh, Jeff Cobb or – well, Jeff Cobb just won the the tag team. But I would be a-okay if Keith Lee came in and defeated Ricochet for that title now. I think that would be smart to put a title on Keith Lee. Uh, the same day on 21st, new uh, NYWC – House of Madness in the NYWC Sportatorium in Deer Park, New York. Uh, Alex Reynolds defeated Johnny Ratke. 
Dave McCall and Nate Carter picked up the victory over the Punk Relics. Mike Verna uh, and Talon went to a no contest. The Extricated defeated the Awakening. Pabadon defeated Angelo Andrews. Big O teamed up with Willow Nightingale to defeat Randy Summers and Rick Cataldo. And YWC heavyweight title on the line. Bull James successfully defeating Blake Morris to retain. Beer City Bandits picking up that victory over Ash Flanagan, Kasim Rana, and Tinder Tom. And YWC tag team title on the line in a three-way steel cage match. The Benson Bros pick up the victory over Born and Bred and GIT and J-Red. Um, awesome yeah. stuff to see the Benson Bros picking up the victory and our new NYWC Tag Team Champions. Yeah, Born and Bred, uh, former Tag Team Champions now. Yeah, Benson Bros, I we were surprised that they weren't sooner because when we saw them live, they had that gauntlet match, I believe. Uh, for the tag team titles, I think it was. Yeah. Uh, and maybe not for the tag team titles, but they had a gauntlet match. And Benson Bros went pretty far. They, I think, eliminated like two or three tag teams. So I'm really happy to see the Benson Bros as champions. And I want to see more. So good job. Congratulations. And go check out NYWC anytime. On the 21st, you had Wrestle Circus, Circus Mania taking place in Austin, Texas. Lance Hoyt defeated Maxwell Jacob Friedman and Jeff Cobb. Uh, Scorpio Sky defeated Sammy Guevara. And, uh... Yeah, winning uh, the opportunity to cash in a title shot. Extra Talented retained their championships over Scarlet and Graves. Sammy Callahan picking up that victory over Jordan Lennox uh, in a no-DQ match. Yeah, and after that, yeah. Yeah, Jimmy Jacobs made his uh, Wrestle Circus debut, cut a promo, and basically starts a feud with Sammy Callahan. I think that's, that's awesome. Uh, Team Jervis picked up the victory over Team Austin. Austin. Uh, Austin. Austin. Wow. <laughs> Team Austin. Uh, yeah, and... Uh, was the next match? Yeah, you had World's Cutest Tag Team pick up a victory over John Morrison and Taya Valkyrie. Tessa Blanchard defeated Dave Christ to uh, retain the Sideshow and Lady of the Ring titles. Yeah, and in the main event, Brian Cage picked up the victory over Shane Strickland to win the uh, Ringmaster title with the help of Kevin Condron and Scorpio Sky. So. Awesome stuff, and for those interested, Russell Circus, um, I believe in the future, moving forward, you can watch them on Twitch, uh, which a lot more wrestling promotions are going to be appearing on Twitch. Um, it's a free event to watch, and I highly suggest that everyone check this out. Russell Circus is up and is it was up and coming, and now it's here, and I think Russell Circus is, is a, the next upcoming big promotion that everyone should get behind right now. So, hey Dave, shameless plugs. Shameless plugs. That's right, it's shameless plugs. Go check out Jonathan at Mr. John Boss. He has a really awesome book review on Chris Jericho's new book, which you should go check out. The link is available at his Twitter page at Mr. John Boss. Also, go check out Team Awesome 418. Go like them on Facebook, follow on Twitter. 
Also, go check out the Pro Wrestling Tees shop. They have six t-shirts for you to choose from. Awesome stuff. And also, go check out Mushroom Broski. Uh, go follow him on Twitter at mtlbroski514. Um, now, now, just be aware that that Twitter handle may change in a few days. But give him a follow for now. And also, go check out First Thing in the Morning on YouTube. Go watch that. Subscribe. Hey, Brandon. Any shout-outs? Hello there, this is Randy Newman, and I'm telling you that you got some shout-outs from Brandon. Springfield of Dreams, the legend of Homer, is getting the first shout-out. It was a mockumentary that aired on Fox uh, this past Sunday about the episode Homer at Bat, and it's honestly one of the best things in years that I've enjoyed from The Simpsons. So it was pretty good. All of their episodes, all of their episodes should be like this. (laughs) Daryl Strawberry was on it. Ken Griffey Jr., Jose Canseco, uh, the other players that were featured in that Homer at Bad episode. Mm -hmm. Uh, I enjoyed it. So there you go. So give it a check it out. Find it online and watch it. Check, check, check it out. Next up goes to Weird Al Yankovic. He announced a new tour, which I probably won't be able to go to, but he's awesome and his music's great, so shout good out to see him still. Him. Good to see him still doing his thing. Yeah, and this thing is actually going to be brand new because for the first time he's not doing costume changes. He's not doing uh, videos or elaborate songs or anything there's not it's not going to be his typical parody song concert stuff mm-hmm. it's going to be like the the originals or i guess maybe in the style of songs huh that he hasn't like the like the deep deep cuts that he hasn't played in years live i don't know so as much i would like to go see some of those i mean hear some of those songs live Melanie mm-hmm. is a great song. Everything You Know is Wrong. Mm-hmm. And then, uh, unfortunately, this past week, Fats Domino passed away. So he's getting the last shout-out. If you don't know him, uh, definitely look up his music. Check him out. Always wanted to see him live, and uh, he just never performed around here. So I never had the chance. Um, Blueberry Hill? Yeah, I'm, I'm walking. Ain't that a shame? Yeah, ain't that a shame? Very uh, well-known and respected musician. Yeah, from uh, from New Orleans. Yeah. He was uh, 89 years old. So if you don't know him, check him out. Those are my shout-outs. Now it's time for... Our... Our... That is right, our mark out moment of the week. Dave, take it away. Well, uh, Brandon, my uh, mark out moment of the week. What, what did we talk about you not doing voices on the show? Yeah, sorry. <laughs> um, <laughs> so mine is actually going from a clip that uh, the TDE Wrestling at Total Diva, uh, Div- Total Divas Eps on Twitter posted uh, a little gif of the entire invasion of SmackDown going against Raw, and then it just carries over into Blazing Saddles. 
the scene where they the Cowboys in the Wild West breaks into the Broadway scene. And I marked out over it. I thought it was hilarious. Anytime that you incorporate Mel Brooks into pro wrestling, I I will be all over. And I thought that this was a genius maneuver. I don't know if it was them that I think it was them that put it together, but hilarious. Probably so, had to have been right. Yeah. So I marked out over that. It's funny. Uh, I mean, not that I marked out for this, and it's also not even wrestling related, but because you brought up Mel Brooks. Um, related to him would be um, Willy Wonka, kind of. Mm-hmm. Uses uses him in his movies. And on uh, Fresh Off the Boat this past week, they had a Halloween episode. Mm-hmm. And the the guy, they, they're, I think they're, they're immigrants and they came over, they live in Orlando, so the guy doesn't really know uh, what the kids dress up for as Halloween and stuff. So he wanted his child to be there to like be like, oh, what a great costume this is. And the kid wasn't there, and he, the guy opens the door, and he goes, oh, what great costumes. Uh, pimp and ho? <laughs> and they pan around, and the little kid's dressed like Willy Wonka, and she goes, my son's Willy Wonka, and I'm not even in the costume. I watched that over and over again. I, I was laughing hysterically. I thought it was hilarious. That's funny. But uh, as far as a mark-out moment of the week goes, uh, Chris Jericho was on the YouTube show Hot Ones, which is an interview show. And before they ask every question, they eat a hot wing, and it gets hotter and hotter as the interview progresses. And uh, Jericho made it to the to the final dab, which was, I mean, pretty intense. I don't think I could do stuff like that. But, nah. I've seen interviews like that with uh, um, yeah, they've a few, had, they've had Kevin Hart on the show before, yeah, and a bunch of other people. So check out Hot Ones on YouTube. Chris Jericho was on it. So there you go. That was our show this week, episode three hundred and fifty-one. Already was doing that. Check out <laughs> past episodes, future episodes, markingout.com, prowrestlingtees.com slash markingout. Subscribe on iTunes. You got Stitcher Radio, Google Play, um, YouTube.com slash MarkingOut11. Things are going to be coming soon. And uh, follow me, BTTG161. Follow Dave at DaveTheRave underscore MO. Follow MarkingOut at MarkingOut. Facebook.com slash MarkingOut. And we We wish you. (laughs) You. (laughs) What was that? The. Have a happy Halloween. Best of luck in your future endeavors. Have a fantastic.